Welcome to another episode of Sad in the City. I'm Taylor Tomlinson, and uh, we should have called this podcast a very uncomfortable one-sided conversation for Brianna. <laughs> I was I was walking here, literally just like, how do I make this not unbearable for Brianna to listen to? I also, I do think that in terms of becoming more of a New Yorker, I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers so nobody come for me if you're an actual New Yorker. But I will say that I'm very annoyed with people walking slowly now. I, w- I was weaving in and I was fucking frogger out there on the way in. Like, <laughs> it was crazy to me. I guess because I walked down Fifth for most of it. And it's just people shopping. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, with their families. Like, this is... <laughs> This is how jaded I am now. I'm so far from my family. <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm just like, oh, you're just going to fuck it. Even when Sam and I walk around and we're holding hands, like we're weaving, you know, like we're holding hands like we're in a disaster movie. <laughs> we're like, we got to get to the boat. It's the last one. Like that's our energy walking down the street. We're not like window shopping no. on the weekend. We have places to be. Thank you. What? Like. And just getting caught behind groups of people, groups of people who just like respect the the walking sign. Like, I'm over that. I don't do that anymore. You got to just go when you can across the street. And when I first came to New York, I was very much like a West Coast bitch who was like, but it says stop sign hand. Why would I go if it says stop sign hand? What are we animals? There's no guy walking. I'll go when the guy's walking. <laughs> and now, I mean, the the West Coast equivalent of that is when people don't go right on a red light. Mm-hmm. And I know you can do that here, too. Oh, yeah. But in in L.A., I mean, some people don't even stop at that red light. You just kind of cruise through and call. That's that is the the closest thing like feeling in my body wise mm-hmm. question for you do you have yes. road rage yeah so i did too but then i came here and you don't drive i think it just turns to people rage it's street rage yeah street rage even street better street rage yeah. oh my god yeah that's so good yeah i definitely like i i didn't think i had road rage and maybe it's just because i got busier i think you have road rage when you're busy and when you think too much of yourself and your time, <laughs> as you said, I have places to be, okay? I know I left 15 minutes late and that's my fault, but like, can we all go faster? <laughs> when I go back home to drive in LA now, it's, I mean, I can't believe I'm allowed to drive. I can't <laughs> believe any of us are allowed to drive. It's so dangerous. It's, because it, I'll go like, you know three weeks where i'm driving on the road usually i usually rent a car just for safety reasons but you're usually driving in a place that's easier to drive than la or new york right although i was in chicago recently and that's that was a nightmare downtown chicago was a nightmare to drive in we were like underground at one point and just couldn't get out. We just couldn't. We're like, well, we'll never see no. the light of day again. We'll never get back to the surface. <laughs> it was like brutal. And we had 
like three different map apps up. We had like Waze, we had Google Maps, we had something else. Like we had everything pulled up trying to get to the Vic Theater from our hotel. And we were, I don't know, we're like, we just might not make it. Like we just might not get there and we'll have to call from whatever tunnel we're stranded in and go like, we drop a pin and tell you how to get to us, but yeah. <laughs> oh we don't know where we are. Oh, Like you're on some great expedition. It really felt like that, <laughs> but just sad. Cause you're like, we're not, this isn't the jungle. <laughs> like That's we're not mapping out the jungle. <laughs> There's a movie called, I think it's called the lost city of Z. Have you heard of that movie? I think I've it's got it. Charlie Hunnam in it. I've never met another person who's seen this movie. But it's very good, and it's about him, like, discovering parts of the jungle and, like, mapping it out and stuff. And when I first watched it, it it reminded me of stand-up. This is what a narcissist I am. I was like, this is like stand-up. Like, he just keeps going back to the jungle even though it's terrible. It's just like me. It's just like me. And everyone's like, you're crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> He's like, this is my passion. <laughs> Uh, and then the jungle kills him. And it's a real it's a real guy. I would have to look it up to know who it was. Who cares? Um, <laughs> here's okay. here's uh, a snapshot into uh, my mood today. I came in and we talked through some stuff. And then Brianna goes, are you good to do this? <laughs> are you like mentally in a place where you feel like you could do this today? <laughs> And I was like, I don't know. I appreciate you asking. I am. I really appreciate that you have pillows on these chairs in here. Oh yeah, because it is such a comfort thing. You've got the side pillow going yes. too. It, have you seen Ted Lasso? Yes. Where, where um, yes. she always has the pillows, and everybody comes in, and then they just grab them and start talking to her. It's such a yeah, yeah. It's a nice little comfort thing. Yeah, my therapist does that too, I believe, and oh, it's really yeah. nice. But and when you do it over Zoom, you can use whatever pillow at home you want. <laughs> yeah, that's no. the great thing about Zoom. You can keep it off camera if you want. It's very interesting. Speaking of Zoom therapy, my cat knows when I'm doing therapy, and she comes and like snuggles <gasps> now. Oh, yeah. I'm like she never wants me to touch her ever. So the fact that she like she'll sit, she doesn't want me to hold her, but she'll sit right in front of me, and so then I can I'm just allowed to pet her. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, fine, you're really sad. Go That's ahead. Hilarious. She doesn't want you to hold her. But no. She's like, you can pet me. You're welcome. I've done my part keeping you afloat today. Your therapist just called your cat and yeah. was like, look, <laughs> I know this is asking a lot given yeah. what kind of animal you are, but I can only do so much once a week for an hour. You're kind of boots on the ground. You're puss in boots on the ground. And so if you could just pick up the slack here yes. to calm her down. <laughs> I wish I could get a pet, but I just travel too much. Yeah. So I can't. It's like mean to the animal. Yeah. To well, do we that. had to get a second cat because we felt so bad about how long we were gone from home. Yeah. Turns out she doesn't like other cats. So my sister was talking to me about how one of their cats is like really lonely and so she was like, I might have to get another cat. And she's like, and once you have all the stuff for one cat, it's not that hard to just get another cat. Like, it's not that different, which is another 
like that's kind of like what people say about kids sometimes. <laughs> have you heard people say this about oh, kids? Oh, we got the one. We must. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we have the one. Once you have one kid, like just get two isn't a huge difference. Mm-hmm. After that, I think it gets to be more. But I think people have said the difference between one and two kids is not huge. And I also, I was reading some article or seeing, some, you know what? Anytime I say I read an article, I probably watched a TikTok and I'm just trying to act like that's not what happened. But that's absolutely what it was. Somebody, somebody on TikTok said like, and they were quoting something. So maybe they read an article. <laughs> someone somewhere someone read this. Someone read an article. <laughs> that was like, that was like, you, uh, you know what New York City is for? It's for either the like super rich or like very poor. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's true of like, if you're younger and you're like a trust fund kid, it's great. And if you're younger and you're like a struggling artist, it's really great. And I was like, why would you come here to struggle? And it's like, well, because you're already struggling. So once, you, once you're already struggling, struggle a little more. It's like getting a second cat. <laughs> Living in New York and, and struggling that way. You're like, well, if I'm yeah. going to be a struggling 22-year-old college student artist somewhere it might as well be the hardest place we want the hardest thing at all times because i mean if you're not suffering what are you doing (laughs) do you even exist are you even here you know oppression olympics you know what i mean it's like no 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 no. i have it harder yes but because i live in new york so my sister my sister-in-law and I do that where she's like, well, I have four kids. And I'm like, well, I have a business with staff. <laughs> and she's like, I have a dog. And I was like, I have two cats. I live in a tiny little home. She's like, I have a big home I have to maintain. So it's like constantly you're like, I have it harder. No, I have it harder. Just doing that thing on a baseball bat where you put your hands <laughs> over each other until one of you gets to smack the top. Yeah. She that has kids, so, so she always wins. Oh, yeah. Kids are. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can leave your business alone at night, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, technically, I can, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, You can leave your kids too. No, just yeah. <laughs> You're like, look, I'm not saying I would, but I'm not saying you couldn't. <laughs> We're going to be great parents. Um, oh, God. Do you guys want kids? No. No, you don't want kids. God, that's awesome. No, don't want kids whatsoever. Interesting. I just want to be cool rich aunt who gives my nieces and nephews like oh you want a thousand dollars here oh you want five thousand sure what aunt is giving their niece a thousand dollars maybe it's the aunt i always wish i had i know i'm like i don't know who this aunt is that you want to be but exactly you can probably get away with like 20 you can probably yeah. get away with like a visa gift card they're like force yeah i'm like a thousand dollars that's you gotta go to therapy to work through that reason you gotta give your niece a thousand dollars well she's i like her she's cool and if i had so much money it's like just take it what do i need it for you you, that's what it is you want to be successful enough that you could give your niece a thousand dollars and barely think about it hey we all want that kind of money (laughs) we all want a thousand dollars fell out of my pocket on the street money yeah which is i mean good luck getting there that's that's very obvious that i don't have nieces and nephews that i equate giving a family member a thousand dollars to it falling out of your pocket on the street 
that's mm, <laughs> i should i should never be rich it would be wasted on me um so on the way here i decided to go to instagram as i so often do for validation um and do a q a asking if people had made a big move to a city and whether or not they loved it or regretted it now and i actually got a lot of good thoughtful responses as opposed and also a couple that sucked um <laughs> but for the most part oh my god this one's so funny someone wrote raleigh north carolina for college eight years later and i'm still here you probably didn't mean college though and for a second i read it so quickly i thought they wrote you probably didn't finish college though <laughs> correct but would have hurt my feelings but like how dare you <laughs> but how dare you but that's not what they wrote okay somebody wrote i moved to la from new york over a year ago obvious reasons i i don't know you uh i don't regret it but it's been tough they emphasize tough to la from new york interesting okay moved from sf to la in the summer and love it the sun shines here it's pleasant yeah i mean the sun was out today in new york here's here's how irritable i'm becoming living in new york i was walking into the sun on the way here this morning and i was like oh my god I was like furious and all I need even because I was like even with sunglasses this would have hurt <laughs> yes. and I was so angry I'm like oh my god and it was like 40 degrees out but I, dr I dressed for 40 degrees with no sun so I'm just like shedding layers <laughs> while I'm walking while I'm weaving through people <laughs> I I cannot dress for this dumb city. I miss my car. I miss like leaving a change of clothes in my vehicle. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't. It's horrible. It's just, this is the most privileged podcast you'll ever listen to. It's just, like, it's just so hard when the sun shines too bright. It was just too bright today. <laughs> and I, it's like, I want it to be out, but not that much. <laughs> it's just aggressive. <sighs> okay, this person says, I've done it five times, has done a big move five times. Well, you're running from something. <laughs> uh, what I've learned, nothing is permanent. You can always change your mind. I love that. Love that, this right? That's how I live my life. Like every couple of years, just change it up. Something, not always a move, but like career or something just changes I, ugh, yeah my apartment i just need something to change i completely forget that all the time i had a friend say that when i was moving in with uh an ex where i was like oh my gosh what if it's a mistake and she was like if it's a mistake you just move out <laughs> you just yeah and she's like that with like everything where like if you're getting married and you're like i don't know what if we get divorced and like, then you get divorced <laughs> like some people are just very like matter of fact like right. that I like that. Okay. Um, multiple times, zero regrets. Love it, but trying to find a new friend group is the hardest part. Again, who has a friend group as an adult? If you have a friend group, you need to dream bigger in your career. <laughs> like a group? You have a group. What? <laughs> yeah. I just, how old are we? A friend group. You'll meet at the wall ball court every day at recess. Like, yeah, group. This is someone who doesn't have enough friends. 
That's hard enough to meet one person. I got to meet a bunch of them. That's what I'm saying. And convince all of them to like me back. Yeah, that's why that only happens if you're like friends from work or college. Right. Like how how else do you find a group of people? Well, maybe like a book club or something. I think I've always had this romantic idea of a book club Mm. where I just thought like, well, that's you'll get close. But and with the Internet, you can find a book club. I'm sure there's an app for that. There's an app for that. You can, there probably is a book club app if we looked it up. I'm sure. Oh my God. I might do that. But I would, (laughs) here's the thing with book clubs though. I would not finish the book. I would Mm. fall behind on the reading just like in high school probably. I think that if you are making friends, you should probably try to do something you already want to do. Like if you're joining a book club to make friends. Right. Maybe join a book club where you've already read the book. And just act like you're reading along, but you're like, I've already read this, so I don't have to worry about it. So you can just focus on making those friends. If you were to sign up for a book club and you're like, okay, you have to read this book. I'm like, now you're going to make me read this book? Like knowing I damn well walking into the book club, it meant you're going to have to put in some work here. Yes. (laughs) That's my personality in a nutshell. (laughs) Sign up for things and then regret it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I signed up for an interior design like community college course online that sounds cool it was cool i wanted to take it but i was too busy yeah but i still paid for it this is a few years ago where i was like really into interior design shows i still am it's very comforting i love it so much Mm -hmm. and it did make me better i think at interior decorating yeah i'm not like amazing but i'm like i'm not bad i'm like pretty good especially for new york i'm not like an aesthetic i'm not like I'm not like my own set of filters on Instagram good. (laughs) Do you know those girls who are like, I have all the same color wood and all my plants are alive Mm. and I have coasters. (laughs) Like that kind of, I take photos of myself where my face is kind of in it. Like I wear hats, like all that stuff. So I I do think I'm pretty good at those, but I decided to take a class on it because I'm like, that'll be fun. And it was online and I'm like, I can take this anywhere. I kid you not, I didn't go to one class. I didn't do, well, you didn't have to show up at a class. It was like reading every week. And then you had to like, it was fun assignments. You had to put together like a Pinterest board of a room. Stuff I absolutely wanted to do, but I was too busy and I don't need the grade. (laughs) I don't need an A. So I was like, which is another reason I decided to take the class because I was like, I don't need to like nail this. I could do none of the assignments and just have fun (laughs) and just look at other people's assignments. But I also don't like doing a bad job. Yeah. So I felt like a failure not doing anything. I I just gave this community college like $200 (laughs) for nothing, essentially. Yeah. When you're traveling, you probably like look at Pinterest and save things. It's like I do all this stuff normally, but then when I'm forced or focused to do it, I start to regret that I'm I'm in that situation. Yeah. I'm like, there's nothing more I'd want to do right now than not do this. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Here's this. This one is a balanced one. Moved across the country last week. So far, I love it. But there are definitely things I miss slash regret. Okay. I mean, nice and balanced. Uh, this person said, loved it eventually but was sad and stressed for about a year and a half. I got a lot of those. I got a lot of people who said, it's going to suck for a year. Wow. 
which is essentially what I'm giving New York. Yeah. Like New York's got another like seven months from me. And and I was doing time in New York before that too, but this is like where I'm really trying. Yeah. And who knows, maybe we extend that. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. But I will say that when I moved to LA the first time, it was about a year and a half. I didn't love it. I didn't think it was for me. And then when I moved back, I liked it. You just needed, you just needed something to do. I did start a podcast with some friends. I felt a little more like involved in the comedy scene at that point. Like it just takes work getting used to a place. And it's exactly what we're talking about. You're like, I don't want to do this work. I want to be comfortable here and I'd like to be someone who can live here. And this is all self-imposed, this work that I've made for myself where I have to get an apartment, decorate it, Mm -hmm. you know, find new friends, find a new routine. I don't have to do any of it, but that kind of makes it even harder because at any point when it gets really bad, you're like, why would I do this to myself? Right. And especially if you're like me and you have somewhere else to go, like I could fly home tonight. Yeah. It's very hard sometimes to dig your heels in and be like, nope, this is where we're at right now. This person said, I'm a mix of I like it and regret it depending on the day. I feel like that's me for New York. Yeah. Yeah, it took a little bit. But my first like two or three months were hard. But after that, I was like, I am in it. I'm in the city. I'm so excited. Like I was feeling it. But then as of recently, I'm like. Maybe it's because I'm getting older, too. So some of the things I was okay with at 29, mm-hmm. I'm annoyed with at 34. Right. So. But like yeah, what? Like, um, oh, gosh, this is going to age me so much in my personality. But, like, people were partying. My neighbors were partying. Oh, yeah. And at 29, that's fine because I probably wasn't even in the apartment to know that a party was mm-hmm. happening. But at 34, and I feel like I'm a old woman trapped in my body i'm like i'm trying to rest it is 11 p.m and you're partying like just such an old person thing but just things change and my life is different than when i first moved to the city i have more responsibility now and more things to look after so yeah there's some things that have been like um the kitchen that's another one just like no good New York City kitchen that I could afford. Right. So, like, I want to do something sometimes, like bake or maybe try a new recipe. But I get so frustrated by the kitchen because it's essentially put into a closet. Oh, yeah. And so then you turn and you have nowhere to put anything. And I'm like, fuck, I don't even want to do this anymore. You know, I just get The kitchens here are a joke. You shouldn't have to, like, side shimmy into a kitchen to, like, pour cereal. (laughs) This isn't... This isn't normal. You get no one has to live like this. I don't even I feel like, know if this is going to make it into the podcast because it's kind of embarrassing for me. Oh my gosh! But here I we do want to tell you a story. Oh my god, please! All right, I got a big butt. Like I got a nice big <laughs> juicy ass. Okay, <laughs> and that's fine. Like it's, it's it's great. It's it is what it is. I got it. And like New York City kitchens aren't really meant for bigger people, so. I 100% was putting groceries away and I think I was like getting ready to like make a meal and 
I swear to God, Taylor, I smelled gas. <gasps> My ass had actually bumped up against the stove so many times when I was like moving and putting things away that I literally turned it from off to just that like right in between spot where it didn't get lit, but gas was coming out. New York City is so dangerous. It's so dangerous here. <laughs> My ass almost murdered me. <laughs> I can't deal. <laughs> yeah, so embarrassing. I don't know if I'll, I that's, want that, but yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> I I think there are going to be a lot of people who relate to that, honestly. Yeah, we don't even know where that to is, go from that. That is a New York City problem, okay? <laughs> never had that That would never else. happen anywhere else. Oh, I, so I haven't been to my New York apartment in a few weeks because I've been in LA and on the road and stuff. And I got back last night and... The, I get into my apartment and it's like boiling hot because here the buildings just decide mm -hmm. when you can have cool air, when you can have heat. They just, no, now it's this. What? Yeah. Do you know what I have in Los Angeles? I have a thermometer that goes whichever direction I want to put it. <laughs> whichever way I want. Whichever way I want. The building doesn't go heat now mm -hmm. it's not like what are we doing you guys it's crazy so i got in there and i was like oh my gosh it's boiling hot in here there's something wrong with the heater i felt like the grate and mm -hmm. it was like hot and so i emailed the building and i was like i think something's wrong like we gotta have someone come out and they send up like a handyman and he he comes in and he's like uh he's like well we turned on the heat in the building so this is i was like i know but like look you can't when you hit the heat button, nothing happens. It's still off. Do you see what I'm saying? So this is just, it. it's like it's stuck on. And he goes, no, there's, he goes, so you actually hit cool. And mm -hmm. that's how it turns on. Because there's no cool air anymore. There's no air conditioning now. Right. He's like, so you just, it's just heat. So that button just doesn't work, I guess. Like, just doesn't, <laughs> whatever. And he goes, so that's how you make that work. And I was like, but it's on right now. Feel yeah. how hot this is. He goes, so those are the pipes. <laughs> The pipes are hot and he takes off the cover and he's like, like these pipes, he's like, don't take this off. These pipes will burn you like severely. And I was like, this grate is hot. What are you talking about? He's like, he's like, I can turn off the pipes, but then you have no heat at all. So is that, do you want me to do that? He's like, I would just recommend opening the windows. So I'm like, so it's just going to be hot in here unless I open the windows, but then when I open the windows, it's going to get too cold because it's 30 degrees outside. So you just have to kind of like do this little tap dance yeah. between. I'm so validated right now. You oh. don't even know. I hope Matt listens to this because <laughs> I think he thinks I'm crazy, but I'm like, I get so hot and so cold because the building doesn't allow us. It's based on the time of year. Yeah. Things are different now. Uh, and in November, we're about to have like a 55 degree day coming up soon. And they are pumping that heat out like it's negative 10 degrees. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just like, it, we had a day exactly what you just described where I called the super. I said something's wrong. It's way too hot. And they they were like, nope, that's the system. That makes me feel so much better because I was yep. humiliated. Oh, no. I, did I was the same like, thing. he's just explaining it to me. He's like hot. He's like water runs through pipes. Which yeah. <laughs> Truly. But Sam was there, too. And yeah. Sam was like, yeah, call them. It is hot in here. Like, Sam didn't know either. Because, like, 
yeah he didn't yeah. know that they, he's like yeah it feels really hot in here but then we open the windows he's like yeah see it's fine if we just open the windows but i was so i just felt like it's like when i got home i don't think i talked about this but i got back to my apartment while i was still setting it up like over the summer mm. and there were all these like tiny little dead beetle bugs on the on the windowsill because i hadn't been there in a few weeks and i like I like emailed the building. I was like, do I have bed bugs? Like I've never, is that, this is what they talk about with New York City, that there's bed bugs. And he's like, we'll come check, but I don't think so. So then they came and checked. They had an exterminator come. It wasn't bed bugs. It was just like summer bugs. I don't know. What everyone here is willing to put up with. It's insane. It's insane. (laughs) It's absolutely insane to me. But you're just like, but we get to live here. <laughs> you're right. We are actually awful people. But sometimes, like, <laughs> you were talking about that in the first episode, Brianna, about yeah. how the highs are so high and the lows are so low. I mean, you know, we went to a Broadway show the other night and it was like the best thing ever. I'm having like the greatest time. I was like, this is fantastic. And then like later on that night, I had like food poisoning from the Italian restaurant we went to right before. I was like so proud. I'm like, look at us. We went out to dinner. We're going to a show. This mm-hmm. is this is what people do. You know, we're not just we're not just entertainers. We're yeah. also the entertain. <laughs> like I was so proud of us. Yeah. And it was like so worth it. You know, when you like go to an event and it's just worth it. Oh, my God. It's so nice because there's it's always a hassle to get places. Mm-hmm. And. I just loved it. We went and saw Company. It was so good. And then later that night, I was just so ill. That's horrible. And I'm in this tiny, like, bath. Like, having having diarrhea <laughs> in a small bathroom, it's different, guys. <laughs> it hits different, as the kids would say. It's like shitting yourself in a panic room. When I have diarrhea in L.A., I can lay on the floor. You know when you have it so bad, your face heats up? Yeah. And you're like, you know what I'm talking about? And you have to put your cheek on like a cold surface. I can't deal with it. Where you this lay right on the now. floor yeah. and you sort of like rest. You rest your cheek on the tile. Yeah. And it sort of grounds you. You know, as you're kind of like coming down off the peak. Yes. Yes. Like, you know when you hit the peak and you're like, every time I have severe diarrhea, I'm like, something's wrong like i have to go to the hospital you feel like you're like i know my appendix isn't there (laughs) i know it's on the side but it it just i don't know what's there but whatever it is it's been compromised it needs to be removed from my body it was so bad and at first you don't feel like you have to go so you're like well if i don't have to go i must have to throw up like you just can't tell and it just and then when you finally turn that corner and you're like, I can, I can remove something <laughs> from my being. I can, I can exercise this demon. <laughs> it's just, it's different when you have space. Yeah. In LA, I have a wingspan, you know, <laughs> like I can, I can really just, in New York, I don't even know if the toilet's going to flush twice. I'm like, you might have to wait. That's in, a real issue. In LA, I can courtesy flush. Anywhere else, you can like courtesy flush. You can flush while you're pooping and then again pretty quickly afterward. But in New York with the plumbing, it's like, okay, so you went. So flush. Now you're going to have to wait a few minutes. So if you're having an issue, you better pace yourself. 
can't. I honestly can't deal because the thought of like laying down on the bathroom is hilarious because our bathroom, there's no, there's no room for anything other no. than the toilet, the sink and the tub. Like yep. those three things are lined up. There's a, my, my door doesn't open all the way. It's like stopped by the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think you, uh, you hit a new level when you live with someone. Oh yeah. And it's still some, like it never gets easier, but you just oh, accept that's, it. That's comforting. Thanks yeah. for that. Welcome. That little morsel of hope. Yeah. Well, it never gets easier. There are. So- <laughs> I I am uh, talking about the shitting region of all oh, of this. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You know what I mean? Because it's still like you still get like embarrassed about it, but it's like you're a person who shits. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that uh, we all have on our wish list these days, <laughs> Matt's like, I am in my upper 30s and I'm reaching my 40s. I'd like to have a second bathroom in yeah, case dude. one of us is having an issue because I do have some stomach issues. So he's the literal doesn't? saint because he'll just be like, and I'll wait and I'll give it some time. Oh, <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, where where else are you going to go? Like nowhere. Nowhere. You can't. There's not even one in the lobby. I don't think. No. Homeboy what? has even like peed in the regular like kitchen sink before just to be like, this is my only other option right now. As you should. Yeah. So. I look, I would squat over a bowl if I had to. <laughs> it's it's so bad. I mean, during the pandemic we had two bathrooms and it was like oh. so decadent. It was so amazing. I don't have that anymore. I dream of it. But it was so nice. And now my New York apartment has a bathroom that's in the bedroom, which is like the worst place for it if you're doing something else. And Sam's like very, Sam's like very like whatever about poop and stuff. Like he's just like whatever. And I clogged his toilet like on my second visit to New York (laughs) because I take West Coast shits. Of course. Where I did. I don't know who I am now. But I, it was like, it was like the second time I'd come out here. It was humiliating. And he was like, not, he didn't have a plunger. I was like, how do you not have a plunger? He's like, the building probably has one. Like, let me see. I'm like, you need to drink more water if you've never needed a plunger. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah. You, it's standard. You got to bring one into the situation. Yeah. This is crap. I'm like, you've been in this apartment for a year with this plumbing and you've never used a plunger. Like, yeah. I don't think your poops are regular. Mm-mm. This is, do you poop like a rabbit? I was serious. <laughs> But like last night, I was like, can we get a ca- I have so many candles. I'm like, can we just get a candle in case I do have to go? Yeah. And he was like, you just need to get over this. He's like, <laughs> we're together. You have to get over the pooping and like yeah. fart because I'm just considerate. Like, right. I if I have to fart, I will get up and walk to the other side of the apartment mm-hmm. and do it over there and come back. Yeah. And it's not because I'm embarrassed. It's just that I'm I'm considerate. I don't want he will push it out <laughs> onto me. I'm like, why would you? He's like, sometimes you have to. I'm like, I felt you push. I felt your stomach tighten as it pushed the gas from your body. That was not a, oh, I was trying not to thing. When (sighs) I just, I also just think New Yorkers are different in that, like, they're just used to being out in public all the time. They're used to just being, like, all up in people's shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally. And so they just don't have the same stuff about like, I don't know, maybe they're like less affected by bodily functions. Maybe you told me you'd seen women pee on the street multiple times in New York. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Bingo, I guess. (laughs) 
but like also like PDA, I think is yeah. just like different. I think every, I'm like you. You don't know what it's like to be alone in a car. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Like, I'm not. I will attest to this that New Yorkers, like born and raised, but also people just who have been here a long time and have adapted to the New York way of life. Yeah, are very just. Um, well, it is what it is, and this is what I'm doing, and I'm going to do it here. And if you got a problem with it, that's your business because I'm doing this. Yeah. And just no consideration almost for other. It's like, well, I, I have to go. So I'm going to just stop inside the Starbucks and let things happen. I will do, I will move heaven and earth to get back home for a serious situation. Yeah. Whereas New Yorkers are like, eh, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that is so strange to me. But I guess because you're just backed into a corner so many times yeah, in the city the, that you just become desensitized to that's discomfort. That's 100% it. Yeah. It's just the desens like becoming desensitized and also just almost like, I guess, the blase you have around certain things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, it's New York. You you just write stuff off because yeah. you put, because it's New York afterwards. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's New York. I just want to have to go here. Right. No. No. Oh, my God. It's really... <laughs> It's crazy to me that New Yorkers will complain so much about everything and then be like, well, that's how New York is. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Or like any other place you would have been a nightmare about this. Yeah. But because it's your city, like, you know what I mean? It's like you're I just I don't get it. It's no. like when someone complains about all your friends, but then they have the worst friend. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you're like, but your friend's the worst <laughs> and you're complaining about mine right. who's like not great but fine yeah i don't know it's new york baby no <laughs> i mean there i also got a lot of them where people said like i was there for a while and i liked it for a while that was a line from company the other night where one of the characters said he felt like he didn't belong in the city and he was out of place and he's like said he like came here and he enjoyed it and he's like i think there's a time to come to new york city and there's a time to leave it oh wow that must have hit another chord with you it did <laughs> much like that girl that i was talking to on the street who moved back to colorado yeah where she was like i did my time here six years great time <laughs> for a lot of it but yes. i wouldn't do it again and i think that's sort of the danger is like if you do move here and you like it I don't think you can like go somewhere else because then you'll realize that you have Stockholm syndrome <laughs> in New York. <laughs> this person said community, mental health and intentionality made all the difference. Yeah. A lot of people move for school. A lot of people move for a job. I don't know a ton of people who just move to just do it. This person said, I moved to Nashville from Albuquerque and I love it, but it was always my dream. So I knew that I would. Aww. Okay. That's I nice. Mean, that's, that's how really I felt nice. about New York too. And now I'm over it. That's what I'm saying. You, It's such a, it's such a crapshoot. Yeah. Because you do have these, these dreamy fantasies about mm -hmm. moving to certain places or going to this school or getting this job. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people who felt that way about like becoming a doctor or a lawyer and then they get there and they're like, oh, my God, what if I don't like this? Right. Like, I'm about to graduate. What if I don't want to do this? I just spent so much time and money. I can't imagine. It's so scary to me. But it is nice to remember that I always try to remind myself that 
my dad was a music teacher for 11 years and then uh his wife died and he got remarried and he made a huge move mm. and he like became a whole new person he got a new career he's like a different kind of a different guy mm-hmm. and is is love and life as far as i can tell um and you forget that a lot of people do that a lot of people reinvent themselves and that you have that ability to do it within reason obviously like we can't all just pick up and move to new york city i understand that or wherever you want to move but you know this is what your one life you get and if you don't like where you're at and you have the ability to change it in whatever way, in whatever small way, doesn't even have to be I'm going to move to an entirely different city. You can move to a different neighborhood. You could move in with a different roommate. You could, you know, move in with no roommates. Like you can always change your living situation or work towards changing your living situation as opposed to just sort of going like this is where I was born. This is where I have to stay. This is where my job is. Like, be open to being wrong about where you thought you were going to end up because a lot of times life is going to throw you curveballs and you're not, you're not going to go the way you thought you were going to go. And the more flexible you are, not just in terms of where you live, but in every area of your life, the happier you're going to be. That's what I've learned as of late. We're going to start doing segments on the show because segments are fun. <laughs> They're my favorite. And it makes it really easy for, I think, people listening to participate too. This, again, welcome to the segment called Justifying My Podcast. <laughs> it's, we were talking about this before we started recording where Brianna was like, yeah, we could record an intro. And I'm like, I don't know. That just seems so presumptuous. Like, that I think I'm good enough to have a preset intro. You're like, well, you were trying to figure it out the first time and we don't necessarily need to keep that. I'm like, no, no, no I think we should keep that. <laughs> I need people to know that I know that I don't know what I'm doing. You're very humble. I don't know that I am. I think I just, I think it's so like borderline nuts to be like i'm gonna have a solo podcast and this isn't really a solo podcast we're doing it together brianna (laughs) and like dustin's gonna come in here and we're gonna have sam we're gonna have people in here so it's gonna be fine but like to go i'm starting a podcast that is mine that i'm gonna be mostly talking on is just the behavior of a crazy confident person (laughs) that i just personally don't feel i don't feel that way about myself um but we did. We came up with some segments. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do a few. So first one that okay. we decided on was Tears of Joy, right? Tears of Joy. It's something that's so good. It's um, so good. That you've experienced recently. That brought you to happy tears. Happy tears for once. Happy Not tears. always sad in the city because we're really sad. Yes. <laughs> we are teary-eyed. Yes. For a better reason. So Tears of Joy. For this week, I already talked about it a little bit. Going to see Company on Broadway was so much fun. Did I even need to say on Broadway? I'm like, maybe you've heard of it, Broadway. (laughs) It made me so happy. I was like, you have to wear a mask the whole show because COVID and safety, even though everybody's vaccinated in there. So that's good. I will say this for New York. Broadway is like so fucking awesome. That's like the one thing. 
that I'm like, man, you really can't get this anywhere else. Like in L.A., I've seen a good amount of shows, but it's not like every night like it is here. It's not like you could go anytime. Like you really have to plan it out. You have to look up dates. Mm. You have to look up shows that are coming. There's usually only like one or two at a time as far as like big musical productions. And Sam and I really love the music from Company. We listen to it a lot, like mm. during the pandemic and just around the house. And so we were really excited to go see it. And this like revival they're doing is like gender swapped. So it's a female lead instead of a male. And so everything's kind of gender swapped in the show. And it was just so good. Like it's so funny. I love Sondheim. I, I love like being in awe of people who are so talented mm -hmm. in such a different way than what I'm around all the time because I don't look at comedy the same way maybe other people do because yeah. I do it. And whenever I go see a show like that, I go, well, this is, I'm not an entertainer. This is what an entertainer <laughs> is. Even though I'm making jokes that often too. Yeah. But they have, they have like musical numbers. It's just <laughs> so, if I could trade in my ability to do stand-up to be like a Broadway actor, I would absolutely do that. In a heartbeat, I would do that. It looks so much more fun. And you're, and you have a, com speaking of community, this is just me being lonely again. It's like you have this family around you, Patty Lapone's in it, which was just like so cool. You're like, I'm four rows away oh, from Patty Lapone. Thank yeah. you, UTA, for hooking up the tickets. Um, that was very cool. <laughs> And I was just like fully beaming the entire the entire show. Like we had masks on and Sam was like, I could see you oh. beaming under the mask. I think I leaned over to him after like the first couple of songs. I was like, this is the best night of my whole life. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is the greatest thing. Yes. And then I got sick later. Um, but I really like I I have a lot of trouble being present. Just in life. I feel very uh depressed a lot of the time i actually i saw we should call this podcast taylor watches tiktok i saw a tiktok this week that made me feel so seen and validated it was this older man who was talking about how a lot of times you are depressed not because you like hate life even necessarily but because you are viewing everything through this like filter of loss so he started showing all of these pictures and going like this isn't the day that i went away to college this is the day i said goodbye to all my high school friends this is not the day that i had my daughter this is the day that i realized i have two kids now and i'm never gonna experience the joy of new fatherhood again like every single memory it was exactly how I feel on a regular basis, which is just like, oh, man, anytime something good happens, I'm sad that it's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. Or like I get scared to enjoy it because I think like life is going to pull the rug out from under me or something, mm -hmm. um, which is some childhood trauma stuff. But watching watching that show, I felt really present and happy and like completely immersed in the enjoyment of it. And I've been trying to get better about that lately. And I think I have been. Um, but it is like it is a muscle you have to work out being oh, present. 100 percent.
Um, for me, one of the biggest issues was letting people affect me beyond like a reasonable amount of time. So being in New York, like you were talking about earlier, she got annoyed with people. And like, if someone was rude or extra, I used to allow it to affect me and I would just be mad for Mm. most of the day. And sometimes you need people in your life who are willing to be the bad guy for a second to Mm. set you right. And luckily I have somebody like that, that was just like, you allow this thing to affect you forever for the rest of the day, it's gone Mm -hmm. and it just really sucks. And I was like, wow, I do do that. And I'm going to try to get better at that. So now when something happens, I have this moment where I'm like, you could allow it to do this or you could choose to not just be pissed and like maybe curse them out in your head, but choose to keep on going forward. It is a muscle. You have to work it. You had to identify it whatever that thing is for you. And then you have to actually work on trying to do the complete opposite of that thing. Yes. So yeah, I I relate to that a lot. It's really just fake it till you make it. So many things come back to fake it till you make it. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious. I know. It's so cheesy, but most of the things that are cheesy are cheesy because they're true. Like time heals all wounds. There really is nothing else that's going to work besides just giving yourself some time. Yeah. So that phrase should be time heals most wounds. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Or I guess a scar is technically healed. You know, when you say healed, it's more just like time allows you a chance to feel a different type of way about something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you don't have feelings about it, but you just aren't as severe as you used to be. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, it's healed. I'm still, I don't like that person or whatever it is. But time takes the edge off. Yeah. But can I bring it back to Broadway shows? Please do. Because I feel the same exact way. I don't get to go that often. Doesn't matter really living here. Like tickets can be expensive. Yeah. But I I try to see different things when I can um, between plays and Broadway and off Broadway and stuff. Uh, I've never had an emotional, spiritual reaction as I did as watching The Lion King on oh. Broadway. It was something about like my childhood mixed with the talent and the costume and the set design and just yeah of course the pure talent but like there were child there were children singing and dancing in new york city on like a tuesday at 8 p.m and i just thought what is their life like they're so talented at eight years old like what was i doing i was chilling in ohio at eight years old eating like some peanut butter or something like these kids are out here performing yeah putting on a show i like i cried it was the whole thing i mean the music in lion king is so good that like music just affects you in a way that comedy can't it just like gets inside you and expands it's just like i don't know it's it just is different i think it's so cool i also you know i have like a dad who was very musically gifted so i think i grew up always like wanting to have i just didn't get that i just didn't get that ability it It sucks i know i was the saddest thing you could be growing up i was a drama kid who couldn't sing there's nothing worse nothing worse (laughs) than a drama kid that can't sing it's pathetic you're just a butterfly with a broken wing. It's it's really pathetic. Like, I, and I had to be really realistic with myself about it pretty early on where I'm like, look, Taylor, you don't have this. This is what you don't have. Yeah. So it's like when you realize you're like not going to be a model 
like you're just like okay i can't that's never gonna be my life so let's just not think about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. You have to just like put that in a compartment. But I never wanted to be a model. OK, I wanted to sing and I couldn't do it. And like you can take lessons to sing, but you can't really. Singing lessons are such a racket. I mean, can we have a segment just called like, I don't even know. What should we call it? Let's, such a racket. Such a racket. It's such a racket. <laughs> Singing lessons such a racket <laughs> what are you doing it's like how a lot of comedians talk about taking comedy classes like you can't teach someone how to be funny if they're funny you can like focus their attention on like learning how to do stand-up maybe or write jokes but you can't teach them how to be funny right just like you can teach someone to like technically hit notes i guess you can't teach someone how to be a good singer you just can't no. You have it or you don't. Stop taking people's money. What are you doing? <laughs> singing lessons. It, no. No, it's only for people who can already sing. Because I remember I remember hearing that Lady Gaga wanted to like be better. Right. And so she started taking lessons. I mean, this was after she's had like two successful albums come out. Yeah. And then she did things like uh star is born and like some of these things that are like okay i see why you took some lessons like you were trying to grow but she was already a really good singer yeah it, it it's just getting down to like control and yes. stamina <laughs> like th that's different like when you see videos of, like miley cyrus like jogging and singing on a treadmill you're like yeah because you can't like but you didn't just like go to a class to get to be a singer like yeah. you were already a singer yeah. And you're just refining and honing. A hundred percent. And getting to the next level of singing. Just but like you can't. Like, Don't take their money anymore. It's so, <laughs> it's so, I can't. I think you're, if you are teaching singing lessons to people who can't sing, you should be in jail. You should be, you should be in actual prison. <laughs> and last segment I want to do is main character of the week. This is someone we saw who's exhibiting main character energy. There was a woman at the Spy Museum in D.C., which was so cool. I absolutely loved it. Can't get enough of the Spy Museum. We'll never stop talking about the Spy Museum. <laughs> they also, like, followed me on Instagram and everything. So, like, I made it. Love it. The Spy Museum. Big fans. And there was this woman in line ahead of Dustin and I, and she had like a red beret on and this long like plaid gray coat and these like high heeled boots and from the back just looked incredible. Mm -hmm. Like if you look incredible from the back, <laughs> I've been really into like women with long hair. <laughs> I've just been noticing a lot of people's backs lately because you walk around New York so much and like whenever I see women who have like thick, gorgeous hair then I'm like, you fell asleep and it just dried that way, <laughs> which probably isn't true, but it feels that way. <laughs> Anybody who looks good from the back is crushing it mm -hmm. in the front. They have to be, right? A hundred percent. So she was killing it from the back and then she turned around and was like wearing this like tight black dress where I'm like, you can't look like that from the back and also have this like slamming body in the front like 
Just like a, it made no, it was so rude. It made me feel like so bad about myself where you, you ever just see someone and you're like, I'll never be that. It was like, she's wearing like a short black dress, like a really like hot black dress and then like a coat. It was like as close as you could get to wearing like lingerie under a trench coat <laughs> with a beret to go surprise your like French lover. <laughs> it was the closest you could get to that outfit without actually being indecent. It was so good. And just makeup was on point. Of course. <laughs> it was like alarming. Like we stopped and had a conversation about, I mean, in like the, the, I think Dustin said something like, if you look like that, your whole life is a photo shoot. Like, because it really was like just, you know, some people are just so cool and put together mm -hmm. and stylish. It makes you want to go out and do what you can. Or you're like, I should get like a black turtleneck. Like, <laughs> maybe that would help me get closer to that. But I, that was that was the main character moment I had recently. I I hope that I hope that this segment at times I can be the main character. I haven't felt that way. It's I haven't felt that way recently. I've only seen other people do it, but I aspire to be the person I'm talking about in my own podcast segment mm -hmm. at some point. Because yeah, that was like. That was like, I felt like I was looking at a picture of someone on Tumblr. Like, remember Tumblr? Yeah. Where you just look at it and you'd be like, that's who I want to be. I'll be that someday when I'm not 14. Yes. She made me feel that way. Yes. In, in life. person. In person. It's a whole other experience. It's a whole other experience. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening or watching or however you're consuming this. I don't know. We're having a great time. Mm -hmm. Brianna and I. One step closer to making her uh, a part of my life forever. <laughs> Follow us on Sad in the City Pod on all the handles. Email us at sadinthecitypod at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at Taylor Tomlinson. Twitter, if you're into that. I'm never on Twitter. It's really just Instagram. And uh, <laughs> ttomcomedy.com for live tour dates because I am eternally on tour. <laughs>